Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hello, my friends. So today's episode was actually a a lecture that I created for the Functional Nutrition Academy. And we're talking a lot about business growth strategies, but I was like, this could be a really interesting thing to release for the podcast. I know not everybody who listens is a business owner or a practitioner. However, whenever I talk about business on the show, people always reach out and say, even though I don't run my own business, I still glean so much from these episodes. So I thought it would be kind of cool to to release this, this um, where I'm talking specifically about strategies that I use to grow my business and grow my revenue. And I'm always, you know, as a woman, I have been taught to not really talk about money. We'll get into that in a little bit. So I always feel a little bit funky talking about money on a public platform like the podcast, but I am seeing billionaires whiz around trying to get to space right now. And I can't help but think, you know, if we could get more money in the hands of kind-hearted people that really want to affect change here on earth and really want to make this earth a better place, the people a better place, then isn't that a good thing? Anyway, it's a little bit of a joke, but I like can't stop thinking about it. Like, hey, maybe we need to be talking more about money and increasing our own revenue. Like that's not such a bad thing. It shouldn't be a dirty word. Anyway, um, so I'll be talking about specific strategies that I use to grow my business. It's not what you think. And if you're a practitioner, you 100% want to listen in. If you're not thinking about your business as a business, then you need to start. Anyway, uh, just as a reminder, Functional Nutrition Academy enrollment is going to open up soon. So August 9th, the wait list, we will open up for 48 hours only just to the wait list. You will save $500 and the first 10 participants will get a one-on-one personal strategy session with me. Um, If you're not, if you're on the fence, if you're not 100% sure, you want to talk to me a little bit more, then on August 11th, that's a Wednesday, we will have a live Q&A event where we can chat. I can go into a little bit more detail, answer all of your questions, address all of your concerns. I really want you to feel super held and supported in this decision. It's very important to me. So we want to create that space uh, just so you make the right decision for you. One of the big questions that we have been getting is about tangible ROI. So return on investment. This episode, I'm actually going to talk pretty thoroughly about my opinions on investing and what investing actually means and what it can do for you. So be sure to stay tuned for all of that. But I did, I we asked 
current members, current participants of the Functional Nutrition Academy and graduates about what specifically they got out of the Functional Nutrition Academy, like measurable results. And um, I want to share some of their feedback with you. So we saw an increased in passive income. A lot of students built their own programs, built their evergreen programs, created their own method. Some joined other teams utilizing the the knowledge base of the Functional Nutrition Academy that they learned in the curriculum. They were able to, um, to join other teams with that, which is really, really cool. Successfully increasing um, their fees. That was a big one. So somebody said that they successfully increased their one-on-one fees by 66%. A lot of folks were really pretty dramatically undercharging when they came to the program. And the the level of work that we provide um, really warrants a specific price tag. And so we talked about that and was able to, a lot of, 75% of students, in fact, increased their service fees and were able to onboard new clients at those rates. Um, somebody said they increased their monthly revenue by over 1500 but that we did see tangible increase in revenue kind of throughout. Um, somebody wrote that they felt more confident with client boundaries, including time boundaries and late cancellation policies. That's a really important thing to me. Um, that, that one actually made me feel really proud because boundaries are so important to prevent practitioner burnout. And, you know, time is money. And so if we're allowing people to, if we're loose with our time boundaries, first of all, it's our job to hold that container and create safety structures for our clients. And I always honor my own clients' boundaries. I show up on time. I end on time. And it's, I take it as my responsibility to hold, hold the container, but I also really, uh, in, um, expect that same respect in return. So if if somebody's late to an appointment and then your their appointment's kind of bleeding over into the next, that's either going to chew up your time as the practitioner to kind of regroup or it's going to eat into somebody else's, another client's uh, time. And that's just not fair. So strong time boundaries are very, very, very important. And uh, if you came to my boundaries workshop, we learned all about this. Uh, there was a, a tremendous uptick in confidence just based on knowledge and being able to communicate with clients. So somebody wrote, I feel more confident with the information I'm delivering to my clients because of the depth of information in the curriculum. I find having more applicable interventions has increased confidence in handling more cases. I also feel better about lab interpretations. Uh, I have an increased confidence uh, in discussing topics with people and educating clients, right? So the con- client communication piece um, is something that that people gained a lot of confidence with. It's just so huge. I increased my confidence in marketing myself, right? So being able to actually, we talk a lot about sales and marketing within the con- uh, you know, the bi- business modules, and that's a really big deal, right? It's like we have to be able to. Uh, put our offerings out to people. That's part of running a business. And honestly, that's why I felt it was so important for me to include as many business resources within the Functional Nutrition Academy that I did because we, this is, this is definitely an area of, um, this is, this can be our Achilles heel is like, we really want to help people and we just have such a hard time getting ourselves out there. And so learning about marketing and learning about business is, is really important. Um, and I'm just really, really, really proud of this program. I'm so proud of the graduates that have gone through it. I'm so excited to see, um, 
mentees just get themselves out there and build big things. We we have a lot to offer. We have a lot to give. And there's a lot of people that need our help. So I would be honored um, to have you as part of the next round of FNA. Now let's learn about growing a business without having to compromise your health or your soul. I, when I understood that I had done this, I was like, I really need to unpack what happened in this particular year because it was clearly such a, such a big thing. And it was more than just like taking on more clients. It was more than just like really jam packing my schedule. A lot of factors contributed into that, that massive leap. And, um, I know it can be a little uncomfortable to talk about money, especially as women, because we're really not taught to do that. In fact, we're taught the opposite, that it it's taboo, it's tacky. Um, but if you, your goal is to start a private practice or you run a private practice, you're now a business owner. And so as a business owner, we have to have more of a clinical approach to money because it is one of the ways that we can measure our success. And I don't mean our success as humans, but how successful things in our business are. It's the money is benchmarks. And so if we can take some of the emotion out of money and use it as more of a clinical tool, it really, really helps us narrow in on the things um, that, that are doing well in our business and that are not. That is a lot easier said than done because a lot of us carry a lot of shame or confusion or embarrassment or just kind of some like mucky energy around money. And part of what I do in the Functional Nutrition Academy is try to unpack that because again, as women and as business owners, we need to understand money a little bit more. We have to feel more comfortable. How are we supposed to call something in if it's something that we feel confusion or shame around? It's very hard to do that. Um, I grew up quite poor. My mom, we, my mom was a single mom. She had three kids under the age um, at the age of 25, she had three kids under the age of five and she worked really hard and she put herself through school. And when I was about nine ish, uh, she met my stepfather. And at the time he was making $80,000 a year. And at that time, it felt like a lot of money. It was certainly more money than we had ever seen in our family. And I didn't realize this until so much later in life, but that was sort of imprinted on my young brain as the Holy grail. And because I had such poor money mindset and because I had, I did not feel, I had a lot of shame around money did not feel like a capable human when it came to money. I, I had set without realizing it subconsciously, I had set that $80,000 as a ceiling for myself. And so when I surpassed that, a lot of really powerful thing happened. And we'll talk a little bit more um, about our money stories in just a sec here. But um, anyway, this was a really, really powerful year for not just my business, but myself. So let's talk about, I put together a little presentation for you. Let's talk about what happened this year to kind of propel me through that, that ceiling that existed that I didn't even, I didn't even know about. Let's take a quick break to thank our show sponsor, Coyote River Hemp Co. They're doing really awesome stuff in the whole CBD and hemp world. They are using sustainable agriculture, community engagement, regenerative farming practices, 
really good stuff. I personally have been using their products, their CBD products for on and off for a few years now. And I have to tell you, this is the God's honest truth that I just feel better when I am consistently taking CBD. I go through periods where I take it every day. I go through periods where I do not. And I just feel more even keeled, more calm. And when I'm taking it, daily, I honestly feel like I just don't feel stressed out. And you know, that's not easy to say in today's world. So check them out, coyoteriverhempco.com. The tincture that I use is the thousand milligram full spectrum hemp oil. However, if you're first starting out, you don't necessarily need to go for the big guns. You can start with the 500 milligram, save some coin and see how you do at the lower dose. That's really what I would recommend, but check them out. Use code FUNK10 to save 10% off of all of your purchases. First is mindset, right? So I'm going to talk about some investing, but before I could even think about investing, I had to like work on this piece. The very first thing that I did is I actually started seeing myself as a business owner because before that I had, I hadn't, I was like, well, I'm like a part-time stay-at-home mom blogger. I teach some yoga and yeah, I do a little bit of a dabble in nutrition. I had a very hard time kind of claiming that, uh, that title. I had, a one of our very good friends purchased a a franchise of a, of a sub shop. And she continued to refer to herself as a small business owner. And I just thought she was like the most successful person on the planet. Cause I was like, she's a small business owner. And she continued to like, really like push that narrative. And I don't mean that in a weird way. Like that was the storyline that she bought into. And so everybody else around her bought into it too. And we really treated her like this, like CEO. Um, and she ran a sub shop and I didn't realize that I had kind of like othered myself. I had like put her on a pedestal. I was like, well, I'm just down here. I didn't realize we were actually on the same playing field. We both ran our businesses. Once I claimed that, a lot of things changed for me. I felt so much more confident talking about my, my work. I think we can have a very, very hard time marketing ourselves and promoting ourselves and feeling like we have to sell ourselves. But understanding that I ran my own business, I don't know, just gave me more confidence to talk about my work. Um, I also really claimed my time, my work time as a, uh, as a mom, that, that can be hard to do. If any parents are listening, you know, you feel guilty or you feel guilty about hiring, hiring childcare, or I just was able to like really really stake a claim on my hours, work hours, like really delineate work hours, which obviously fed into me putting more into my business. Um, and then investing, investing was a huge thing. Cause I stopped thinking about it as spending money on myself. I stopped feeling guilty about spending money on myself. I stopped feeling like it was like a luxury or frivolous. And I started seeing it as investing in my business investing in the longevity of my business, investing in my future business owner self. And this reframe honestly really changed the game for me. So if you're not yet thinking of yourself as a business owner, you need to start because if you run your private practice, if you run your own clinic, you are a nutritionist, but you are also a business owner. Um, When we think about investing, I really want you to think about like the actual definition of investing, the action or process of investing money for profit or material result, a thing that is worth buying because it may be profitable or useful in the future, an act of devoting time, effort, or energy to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a worthwhile result. So when we invest in something, we're expecting a return. 
And so we have to, when and anytime we throw any type of money at anything, whether it's a training or, you know, if the functional nutrition Academy or anything, we need to show up in that energy of like, I'm throwing down this coin right now because I'm expecting a return on this investment. I'm expecting to see that that energy is everything. So I'll explain a little further what I mean. That year, that year that I had that, that quantum growth, I invested in two major things. One was business coaching. And I think that business coaching is, can be astronomically high in like, just, you know, can be like out of the scope of financial reason. My business coach was very affordable. So that's the, honestly, the reason that I put so much of, um, so much of what I've learned in business into the functional nutrition training is because I want you to have access to affordable business training, um, and just learn from my mistakes and learn from, you know, all of my skill set that I've gathered over the years. Uh, it's really, really important, but I did invest in business coaching. I also invested in a functional medicine program. And at this point, it was the most money I had ever spent on anything ever, 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 ever. I, when I purchased, I had like buyer's remorse for like 48 hours. I just, it was, it, it's a, you know, it was a lot And the program itself was fine. The program itself though, is not why I necessarily made the money. The program itself did have some drawbacks. I was Oh, underwhelmed with a lot of the content. I think a lot, I felt a lot of the content was outdated. The live classes kind of left a lot to be desired. Uh, I felt that the teacher just a lot, talked a lot about himself, to be honest with you. And I didn't learn that much. I, I learned a lot about him. <laughs> I didn't necessarily learn that much about clinical practice. Um, and I, it wasn't a situation where I got all of my answers submitted. I, I, in fact, I got none of them. So for an entire year, I didn't get one of my questions answered. So I'm telling you all of this because it wasn't the program itself that was so phenomenal that it just like skyrocket, skyrocketed me into the ethers. It was the act of investing that changed the game for me. The act of throwing down that amount of coin for myself betting on myself, it really just unlocked some hidden potential. It, uh, it helped me overcome some limiting belief that I wasn't even aware of. It helped me break through that ceiling that I wasn't even aware of. I didn't know that $80,000 cap existed. I didn't know it was there. And I just blew through that. And it was truly like the act of betting on myself, of investing in myself, of saying, I'm putting down this money and I know I have this expectation that I'm going to get something back from it. I also set the intention that I'm going to get exactly what I need out of the program. And because I carried that belief throughout, I did. It's the energy that you approach any situation. So if you're investing a chunk of coin in FNA, you need to like roll up. You're like, I'm doing this for me. I'm going to get something out of this. I'm setting the intention that I'm going to get exactly what I need out of this. And if you come with that energy, I promise you, you will. That's the way energy works, man. It's just the way energy works. Um, money mindset. It's a big one. It's a big one. I was kind of alluding to this at the start, right? I think where money mindset goes wrong is making it seem overly simplified or like all butterflies and rainbows and like, you know, like pretty roses and peonies and like, yay. Uh, like you just have to save some mantras and like sprinkle some gold and like maybe put like a rose, crisp, you know, like a rose quartz crystal near you. And then like cash just rolls in for me. 
That's not how it went. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm all about energy. Everything's energy, energy, energy. I'm all about mindset, like witchy woo woo stuff. I love it. And also, um, it's not, you know, like you have to do the boots on the ground work too. So for me, it was a little bit more complicated than just saying some mantras because I really had to create a new narrative around money for myself. Like I was telling you, I felt a lot of shame and confusion about money. I grew up poor. I grew up, my mom had to use food stamps to feed us. So there's a lot of unpacking. And then we, we, our financial situation really dramatically changed. However, the person with the money really leveraged that money as power in that, that, that financial piece is power. And so I still always felt less, less than when it came to money. So I had to really become aware of the stories that I was telling myself around money before I could change anything. I had to understand what my starting point was. And I think this is the piece that often gets missed when we're talking about money mindset. I had to really do a deep dive and unpack messages that I'd received around money, around my own worth, around receiving around support. I had to unpack the stories that I told myself and then understand how all of these messages inform my beliefs around money. And I am giving you access to my exact process. There's a money course in Functional Nutrition Academy, just because it's a worthwhile endeavor, whether or not you're going to run your own business. Listen, we need money to operate in society, right? Unless something dramatically changes, money is power. And so if we do not have our own money and do not understand our money, we are giving up our power. We are giving up our sense of of autonomy and freedom. So it's so important for us to really unpack why we interact with money the way that we do and how we can change that if it's not working for us. My relationship with money has changed so dramatically. It's no longer a stressful thing. I don't view it as scary or threatening. I don't feel shame or incompetence around money anymore. And in my practice as as a nutrition professional, I feel very confident and very comfortable receiving compensation for my work. And I find that this is such a block for so many people. Once you switch over and start asking for money, for your work. Dude, that's when the wheels come off the train for so many people. Um, so it's, it's a worthwhile endeavor and I am happy to, to talk you through all of the steps that have really, really helped me. Another one, another thing that changed this year or that year was I stopped promoting myself and I started promoting my work. So let's talk into what specifically I mean by that. Um, I stopped hiding behind credentialing and certifications. Um, I think a lot of people do that. Um, when I was getting started, I was teaching yoga and in the yoga world on the seacoast where I live here, there was a lot of health coaches a lot. Like I was, I always make the joke that like the health coaches were a dime a dozen because everybody was a health coach. They'd be like, I'm a health coach. I'm like, cool. Who isn't a little snarky, but Hey, you know, it's nothing new here. Um, so as a way to try to position myself 
and differentiate, like position myself as like the real expert or differentiate myself, I would really talk about the fact that I actually went to school for dietetics and I actually had a degree in nutrition and, 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 and I did this and I did this and I did this. So I really like led with credentialing, um, as a way to feel like I was differentiating myself from a health coach who maybe did like a year long online training or something like that. But I had to shift into letting my work do the talking for me. So actually getting my hands dirty and my feet wet, diving in with clients and letting client testimonials and word of mouth kind of speak for me. I really focused on content marketing. So putting out really good quality work to showcase my, my expertise. I also really live my life as a testimony to my work. I embody what I teach. I embody what I stand for. And I think people really feel that it really makes a difference for folks. So it's like, kind of like the the motto is kind of like, don't tell them, show them. And that's what I started to do. And I really like dove into that. So you have to question right now, are you promoting yourself or are you promoting your work? Are you talking about your credentials or are you talking about what you can actually offer someone? Are you focusing on the actual results that you can generate for somebody? Because when we lack confidence, we can get lost. We can get stuck behind our credentials. And we have to understand that you talking about your credentials is great in a room full of your peers, but not so much when you're talking to your potential clients, your potential clients care about one thing and one thing only. Can you get them better? Can you get them results? Can you help them reach their goals? So I didn't really do that great telling everybody, you know, why I was so great. I started to do much bigger things when I led, when I just led with the work and started really communicating to people, here's how I can help you. Because at the end of the day, if you're not focusing on these three things in your communication with potential clients, you are losing a lot of clients. This is what people need to hear about. So we always have to deliver what people actually care about, make it less about us and make it more about them because you might have all of the credentials, but can you implement your knowledge? Do you know how to apply this to other people? That's, that's a real sticking point that I find with people is that they're like, well, I have this and I have this and I'm an RD and I've got my master's and blah, I have this and this and this and this. But if you can't implement the knowledge that you've learned you, and you can't apply it to other people and you can't help people integrate that information, uh, it's hard. It's hard to generate more clients and therefore harder to generate more income. So the, the focus of Functional Nutrition Academy is exactly this. We talk so much about what I call the it factor. It's information, integration, and transformation, right? We want to get people transformation. That's what people pay us for. And if we can do that, then the sky's the limit in terms of, of our revenue. The sky's the limit. If we can get people transformations, hold on, hold on to your horses because things are, things are moving in a shaking in a good way, in a really good way. So, but in order to do that, we have to be able to integrate all the information that we have. We have to help other people do the same. So the way that you help people is the thing that's going to validate you. And I'm speaking to anyone that maybe lacks confidence or maybe really battles with imposter syndrome. That's a big one for me. It, it's not the credentialing that validates you. It's the, your ability to help people. Okay. 
you are going to provide value when you give someone a transformation. And unfortunately, the more credentialing does not necessarily lead to transformation. And I, I want to teach you how to create a transformative experience for your clients. That's the real money shot. Um, boundaries. It wouldn't be an Aaron Holt lecture without talking about boundaries, but this was a huge one. This is the, the, the year that I really, really, really did a lot of boundary work. And I started to work smarter, not harder. It's my belief that boundary work is the anecdote to practitioner burnout. Listen, practitioner burnout is no joke. Practitioner burnout is real. And so as a way to prevent that, because if we're going to burn out, there's no longevity in this business. There's no sustainability, right? There, there's no place for growth. If we're burning out doing what we're doing now, how are we going to grow? How are we going to, we're going to make more money? How are we going to grow our business? It's really hard to do. So getting clear on my boundaries, my own boundaries allowed me to say no to the things that were really stressing me out and leading to burnout and call in the things like my ideal client. We talk a lot in FNA about your ideal customer. Calling in your ideal customer is so important because these are the people that you actually enjoy working with. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. We want to work with the people that we enjoy working with. And it's this, this reciprocity piece. It's like this equal exchange. When, when I am in reciprocity with somebody or when, I, when there's an equal exchange between me and my clients, I actually feel filled up by my work. I feel like my work fills my cup. I know that I'm giving out. I know that I'm serving, but there's like this, there's this like closed energy loop where I'm getting things back in return. And that continues to fill me up. That continues to give me grist for the mill to like keep going rather than totally deplete me. So boundaries are huge, 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 huge boundaries. That's why I talk so much about them. And what you have to understand is that yeses and nos look different on everybody. I did a, a, a business podcast on the Functional Nutrition Podcast about yeses and nos for this exact reason. We have to do what's best for our emotional well-being over and above what's going to grow our business. Because if it's going to grow, if it's in alignment with our higher self, it's always going to be in alignment with our business. And I think when we start focusing on monetary goals and finances and revenue, we kind of lose sight sometimes of that. So we're like, whatever, we just got to grow the business. When we start, I see a lot of people start working with, with uh, business coaches or money coaches, and it all becomes like tunnel vision of like, let's grow the business, let's grow the business. And we fail to stop and ask the question at the expense of what? You're growing your business, but like, what's the gamble here? At the expense of what? Are you, at the expense of your integrity? at the expense of your well-being, at the expense of your physical health, at the expense of your mental health and your peace of mind, right? I never want to put those things on the back burner just to grow my business. The reason, the reason that I can handle so much in my business and I'm able to continue to grow my business is because I've grown my business in alignment with myself, with my higher self. I honor myself and therefore my business by doing what feels right to me, even if it doesn't feel right to somebody else. This has everything to do with boundaries. This is, this is boundaries work, right? And by doing this, it really increases feelings of abundance and prosperity, which then attracts more abundance and prosperity into 
my business. And what I want you to understand is that you don't have to do it the way that everyone else tells you to do it. There's no, there's not one key recipe to success. There's the way that's right for you. And if we can keep coming back to that, that's such a central theme of the Functional Nutrition Academy is like, we have to do what's right for us. We have to tap into our own intuition and our own inner knowing and do what's right for us. This is the same stuff that we help our clients with. We can do it in our business too. Um, And then finally, I would say, you know, I, I, I left this for the last, cause this is like the most obvious, but all those things really have to like come before this multiple income streams. When you're relying on your clients as your sole source of income, it creates three very distinct problems. Number one is that selling gets weird. It gets awkward. You know, when people are like, I don't want to sell myself. It's like, right. If you have to sell yourself, in order to like pay your rent, it's gonna get weird. We talk a lot about selling and marketing and launching and ways like real practical strategies and also like sort of like energy strategies. Cause I do both in my business, but we don't want, ever want selling to feel like ooh, awkward, right? If you need clients in order to pay your bills, it does create this intense pressure cooker of a situation. If clients become the only source of your money, it does, it can, I shouldn't say it does. It can, it has potential to put a lot of pressure on that client practitioner relationship. And then I, that when all of your money is coming from clients, your sales approach sometimes becomes a little bit more about you and your needs than it does about them in their healing. I feel like we can slide into some like weird sales tactics um, versus just like allowing people to come to us when we're ready. I'm big about supporting people's nervous systems for sales. I'm never going to push somebody past their own comfort level. I don't chase people down. I don't I don't try to force somebody into a buying decision. I always want them to feel really deeply supported because that's the same type of respect that, that I would want when somebody's, you know, when I'm making a buying decision. So if we can make this energy shift from, I need the sale in order to pay my bills into, I actually feel so confident in what I'm offering because I've done my market research. I've listened to people and I know that this meets the needs and the desires of my people. Like it totally changes the game. Like I'm giving people exactly what they need. Like we good, we good. Um, and we talk a lot about this in the FNA business modules, market research, listening to people, how to talk to people, how to hear the words that they're saying. And sometimes the words that they're not saying. The other problem is that when you're trading your hours for dollars, it can lead to burnout. You have a finite amount of time, right? And so if you're jam packing your schedule just in order to make more money, it doesn't really leave much space for you, unfortunately. There's, There's a ceiling to how many clients you can work with. And I just see so many practitioners and coaches talking about self care, self care, self care to their clients, but they're unable to create the space in their own lives for their own self-care, right? Because they're so busy trading dollars for hours. And finally, it's not scalable, right? It's not scalable. If you're just trading hours for dollars, um, 
there's only, there's only so much growth that you can have. And this is why we tend to see people start to shy away from one-on-one work after a few years, because they recognize that there's potentially more, more money to be made in group coaching or, um, other types of programs. Personally, this is a totally personal opinion of mine. I find that the reason that I I am such a good clinician and people trust me is because I stay in the trenches working with one-on-one with people. I like kind of keep my boots, my boots on the ground. And so I am able to continue to learn and evolve and hone my clinical skills. So for me, it's never really a goal of mine to never work one-on-one with clients um, or to like totally move past that. Um, and forfeit that for other, other types of revenue streams. Um, I always want to keep one-on-one work as some type of my, as, as part of my business. And I think we can do that and we can still scale by opening up other revenue streams. Okay. So at this part of the discussion, I start to get into my own specific income and revenue streams, which I won't publish here because that information does live behind a paywall that all of that are things that we get into in great detail in the Functional Nutrition Academy, all of the business modules. But one thing that I'll say is uh, that sponsorships and brand partnerships, while they don't make up the bulk of my income, they certainly do contribute. And in today's modern world, it's certainly something that you should or could explore. Now, we get into contracts and communication, a lot of the things, the clunky things that I've learned along the way in terms of who I partnership and why and what makes a good partnership and what makes a good contract. So you'll get access to that in the Functional Nutrition Academy. But I do want to shout out my podcast show sponsors. Um, For anyone interested, any practitioners interested in starting a podcast, the one thing that I always say, and it's not to discourage folks, but to be radically honest with you, is that it, it requires so much time and so much commitment to produce a good show. It's why most people who start a podcast don't really make it past. I think it's like the fifth or the seventh episode or why you've seen so many people start podcasts. Maybe they have one season and then they never come back. It's a lot of work. And so my sponsors allow me to produce a really good quality show to keep coming back week after week to allow me to invest my time in a, in a way that feels really good to me. So I want to thank the show sponsors, BioCult, who make one of my all-time favorite probiotics. Um, it's a really good quality, broad spectrum probiotic that's very, very well studied. And I recommend this to a lot of my clients not just because it's it's a great product, because it has a tremendous price point. So a lot of the 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 probiotics that I use in my clinical practice are you know $100 or $130 a bottle, no joke. So this is a really reasonable price point for somebody who just is looking for a an everyday probiotic. I have just about everybody in my family on it. Um, so BioCult, my favorite product of theirs is the Boosted. And so you can check them out using the uh, the link in our show notes. And then we also want to shout out Organifi, who make a lot of my favorite drink powders that I talk a lot about. The Glow Powder is their latest and greatest. And so it is a way to enhance our own natural production of collagen. Collagen is kind of a big buzzword in the nutrition field. And so um, I highly recommend checking out their products. My other favorite is Red Juice. Chances are 
if you're listening to the show and you've made it this far, you are a practitioner. Red juice contains all those red polyphenols that we really want to encourage our clients to take because it produces the growth of acromantia and other really beneficial species in our gut. So if you run GI maps, you'll notice that acromantia comes up low pretty often. Well, red polyphenols is the way to do it. So Organifi Red Juice, you can head to their website, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash funk. That saves you 20%. And we're always asking like, hey, if you enjoy this podcast, if you benefit from it, then purchasing from those links also helps this podcast continue to regenerate itself. So we always appreciate you shopping using those links. We always appreciate our show sponsors, and I appreciate you for listening to the show. And if you're interested in the Functional Nutrition Academy, I would love to have you. It's going to be great. It's going to propel your career. I can pretty much guarantee it. There's no way you can go through this program and like sit in the community of people that are part of the program and not have tremendous growth. So I'm here for your growth. I'm here for your excellence. Let's do it. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.